Just a note, right after we recorded this podcast, President Trump came out and had a press conference and said that he will sign something that actually prevents families from being separated at the border. Make that note on our discussion about immigration coming up. Now, here's episode 16. Patrick, episode 16. Episode 16. Wow, and we are getting off to a great start. I feel like your Twitter feed is on fire and not in a good way. People are hating me this morning. Oh my God, I just made like a point about DC statehood and how they only had a 17.5% voter turnout yesterday. And man, man. (laughs) The reaction was swift. They are some vibrant group of people. I love say the, what you really I love want the, to say. I love the FU responses from like professionals who actually have real jobs. That's very uh, <laughs> articulate response from them. Well, isn't that where we've headed now on social media? It is. I, I mean, mean, just cut to the chase and tell like, me to blank you, myself. Listen, whether you have an opinion or not, and, and people do get facts incorrect, or, you know, it's just... Well, wait a minute. What fact did you get incorrect? Were people calling you? No, no, no. I'm not saying I got... I'm just saying in general, oh, right? Oh, okay, okay. No, people are pointing out, oh, well, Iowa only had 13% and Pennsylvania only had 17%, so should they lose their statehood? My point was for a city that just talks you know, constantly about statehood and representation, you would think that state would have higher turnouts than maybe other states. But I also understand it's about you know truly having representation. Um, now, wait, do you think that the low turnout for D.C. was, uh, like we were well, talking I, about, Mayor Bowser, a lot of them were really... It, it was a, to me, it's more about a one-party system, right. a one-party city, Okay, you know, where you know, many, many are running unopposed. It's, it's one party. The mayor basically ran unopposed. So you're going to have low voter turnout. Right. Uh, you know, listen, I think if it wasn't for Initiative 77, which was the wage tip, Initiative should they raise minimum minimum wage to twelve fifty and then eventually up to fifteen for uh, which employees, passed which passed by the way yes so now in DC going from three dollars and thirty three cents plus tips okay you're going to get twelve fifty businesses are going to be required to play tip employees employees that get tips twelve fifty plus tips well the the big question is okay will people tip will prices go up will businesses lay off uh, employees, you know, are they going to ask bartenders to do more, servers mm-hmm. to do more tables, you know? But don't okay. So when I read that, you know, that initiative, right, which is essentially saying, all right, they're going to make up if a server, for example, does not make the minimum of twelve fifty, they have to make up the difference, right? But I, you've got to assume in Washington D.C. I mean, you have tons of restaurants here. They're clear. Many do very, very well. Uh, okay, They've so got to be making I, more than fifteen an hour to begin with. So. I thought it was twelve fifty plus tips. Um, no, I think you're right. I think oh, you're okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it moves to twelve fifty. Right. So three dollars and thirty cents, and then you get any tips that you make. Right. Is is what it was. What it was. So, and if you didn't make the twelve fifty, you still got the twelve fifty. Right. Right. Now right. you're getting twelve fifty plus tips. Right. Which sounds great. Everyone wants more money, but small businesses who have four people or you know ten tables. Are they going to require one server? Is service going to go down? Business going to lose? You know, are they going to go out of business? Uh, listen, hmm. I just think it's. Um, I see. I feel 
like it's going to be the opposite. I feel like more people are going to, you're going to have better servers who are more career servers. Because, you know, when you go to like Morton's, right? A lot of the men and women that are servers there, you go in or Capital Grill, you see them for years because they it's like a career. They make good money. But if the Capital Grill has to raise their prices, now that's maybe a bad example because a lot of those, the people going to a Capital Grill are on business tabs and so forth. I, listen, right. I do think it helps, you know, the nail salon person who's maybe not even getting a tip. I think it helps. Um, there's a lot of restaurants where it's, quote, tip-based that you don't have the high-end $15 tips, $20 tips, $30 tips, where they're definitely making, you know, a good income. Living. So I do think it helps certain of the, you know a certain amount of those employees who probably were just making the twelve fifty and right. not more. Uh, but I listen. It was, most of the council is against this, which is kind of interesting. They're they're they they normally are pro. I think they even see the danger that this could really impact business in D.C. Well, it's going to be yeah. It will and most be. of the most of the bartenders were against this. They wanted to keep it the way it was because they're concerned also that people will just stop tipping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it will be fascinating to see what ends up happening. I mean, I tip very well, and I'm not just saying that. I do. My dad's growing up. I mean, his business, he made a lot of his living on tips. Yeah. So I'm an over-tipper. But, so I don't know if I'll, you know, as long as my prices don't change, I don't really think my eye will change. So maybe they're counting on if half the people don't change, but, you know. I mean, there was just a story this week that millennials aren't tipping anyway. I know. I saw that. But they really couldn't determine if it was because millennials make, like, a low salary or if they were – so they were just doing it because they really can't afford to tip or See, if they're but just to cheap. Me, they're cheap. <laughs> no, because – Yeah, because if you go out and you barely can afford it, then don't go out, right? Like, or have one drink. See, that's my thing, though. I don't think millennials are really going out to nice dinners. I think millennials are going to places like Kava. You know, they're going to like more like fast, easy, maybe a little bit fast, casual. Maybe they're spending money on brunch, but I think it's people with a lot of disposable or they're income. Going, or they're going to like the happy hours where, you know, drinks are $3. Yes. But they're not really tipping. You know, they're giving a buck. I can't tell you how many times, you know, you know how you, you wait for a seat and you sit down yeah. and, you, and you kind of peek at the tab, you know, and it's like $22 and they leave $2. How much did you leave on $22? I always, you always leave, you I leave always like a five. Two and a half times. So in my mind, I quickly do, so if it's $25, I quickly double that to five yep. okay. and then add half. Okay. Like seven bucks. Okay. That's like, good. That's like, good math. Like a quick, you know. And obviously, if the service was tremendous, or I know the bartender, you know, it's a place I frequent, I might go maybe a little bit more. you'll just have to start making up for millennials. So maybe you should just, like, times it by two I've been now. doing that now for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk immigration. Oh, Everybody is talking topic. about it. Serious topic. We'll switch gears. I'm dying to know your thoughts on this, by the way, because in reading about it over the past couple of days, this policy seems to go back a couple of presidents. Well, okay, so I have... Three or four different thoughts on this. Okay. So first and foremost, I think Trump has made a colossal mistake here. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I like. I think it's um, he didn't read the tea leaves correctly on this, or he he got bad advice, or he just believes that he in the end he's going to get an immigration policy that um, he has promised, and this is the way to do it. But the optics are horrific. It looks. It just looks really, um, it just looks hideous in right. terms of 
Now, that doesn't look just look hideous. It probably is hideous. Right, right. right. Yeah, you very know. traumatic. However, for... having said that, I do think the hysteria over it is clearly being... Politicized. Politicized to the 10th degree because it's Trump. And we've talked about that. Listen, a lot of this was going on under Obama's administration. Um, There is a law about it. It gets very complicated. They don't necessarily have to follow it. Uh, Which, okay, does everyone agree upon the fact that it seems like, for the most part, that President Bush and President Obama just chose not correct. to act correct. on it. They, it was there. Well, they, they could have done it. They, but. Tr- they felt it was you know inhumane. Right. And and I agree with that. I you know what I listen. The immigration policy and system in this country is an absolute mess. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Trump is absolutely right on that. That's he is one hundred. You know, catch and release doesn't work. You know, you listen to a lot of Democrats and basically they want open borders. You know, unfettered access. Right. You know, and, and they, they say they don't, but they do. Um, and that's a problem. You can't have that. You know, and, you know, Trump's quote of you don't have a country without borders, you know, that resonates and it's pretty true. However, a lot of the, in you know, it's unfortunate, but a lot of these, you know, families who are coming are truly escaping horrific Horrific. Oh my God. Um, um, circumstances. Circumstances. I mean, uh, starvation. You know, countries and, yeah. and 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 you know just horrific stories. I mean, I was listening this morning and they were, they were talking about one mother, and I and I believe this. They literally give their eight year old daughter birth control uh. because they know she's probably going to be raped numerous times as she makes her way to the to the border. Yeah. So so like. These are some of these children that are being separated from their parents. Right. So, listen, if we're a country that stands for um, what we believe that we stand for, that doesn't mean we need to have open borders. We need to have secure. We could agree or disagree on the wall. Uh, but the immigration policy has to change in this country. However, we still, I think, need to... Um, we need to vet them. We need right. to figure out if they're truly faking the system. Right. You know, or these traffic children. Right. You know, and then we absolutely do need to separate them. And I'm not saying it's easy. It, the, yeah, right. It, it's hard to know what's right or wrong. Um, but I do think, you know, f- f- from, you know, uh, one of the major cable networks yesterday did a very, I thought a very good interview with uh, some of the border tr- patrol individuals, and they say the children are being treated humanely. That, that what the TV pictures are representing is absolutely not fact. They're they're being taken care for. They're protect now. You know, other than the fact that they've been separated from their family, which is traumatic. And okay, so, so but, they but, are but, say, okay. But put that aside for one second. Where they're being held, right? They are being treated very humanely. They're not being treated like criminals, and I mean, and to to a person, they all said that and agreed with that. So, but listen, I think, and from a political standpoint, <clears throat> Trump did not need this, right? Like, you he, but you know, in his mind, he figures this is a way I will get an immigration bill. So a lot of people are saying he's holding the children hostage or using them as leverage to get a deal, which again, not good optics, right? So. Yeah, he was on a roll, and I mean, listen, we could debate what kind of roll he was on, <laughs> right, but his right. poll numbers are going up. He, you know, the economy is very strong. Unemployment numbers look terrific. Um, 
uh, you know, you know right. the so North why, Korea why? summit. You know, listen, some people are trying to, you know, poo-poo that. But the fact is, for the most part, polling numbers show that that was, you know, went pretty well for him. Yeah. Um, listen, a year from now, if we have a new immigration bill and everyone and a bipartisan bill at that, will this kind of matter? I don't know. Will it matter in the midterms four or five months from now? It absolutely can. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, well, I think, too, it's scary, um, you know, the psychological damage that this does to these kids. And then you think, oh, my God, do you know, does that stay with them? In a way, I mean, that's a little bit with terrorism, too. You know, that whole concept of Guantanamo. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of ISIS is energized listen, I, by I the fact that we I, mistreated I a lot of people. It's easy to say if you break the law, we're going to prosecute you or going to arrest you and I get that and then there's people out there saying well if I took my two children to an armed robbery right yeah equating that to the crime they're committing trying to cross the border um, I would lose my children they would be separated from me right which is true but there's a difference between seeking asylum yeah right, and right, right. trying to cross the border in you know in a legal way so um, yeah, no, I'm not on him with this one. So yeah. um, I think it's been mishandled. I, and I think also the messages coming out of the administration at, you know, from various individuals have been, has been way inconsistent. Completely mixed messages. Very confusing. You're right. So Absolutely. I think, I think he, you know, listen, I think they thought this was a quick way to get to an immigration bill. It completely backfired. But now they're digging in. And right. I, you know, I think it's big mistake. And the, the more and more they continue to dig in, I, th- you know, the worse I, I think it comes across. But the media, listen, the media doesn't like Trump has completely comparing to Nazi concentration camps and stuff. I mean, that's extreme. Like, really, you thought it was an extreme comparison, Laura yeah, Bush? I, basically said it was like Japanese yeah, internment I, camps. I, I do. I get you know, I got her point, and she's Laura Bush, and when she comes out and does something like that, it gets major attention, and yeah, I'm yeah, sure that, that's why she did it. Um, plus, I love Laura Bush, so you know, I think yeah, that didn't look good for him. I thought for his administration, for Trump, you know, no, when, when you listen. have people in your own party, and definitely a woman like her, I think that was very well respected and, and not good. Yeah, and you know, listen, I think plus they're from Texas. Yeah, right. They probably listen, see it. Immigration was a big issue for George W. So I, you know, listen, I think he, you know, you know, he had, you know, he was the compassionate conservative. That was his slogan. And I think that's what's missing on this issue right now. Yeah. No, I think you have a good point. Well, it'll be interesting over the next couple of days to see what happens. Do they continue to dig in? Does anything change? And then... Well, I think, you know, there's a Democratic bill that would stop it, but it's it's... From what I've read, it's a bad bill. A lot of people think it's a bad bill because okay. it would like, and I honestly I don't know all the, you know the deep, the the you know, minutia of the bill, but right. I, I do think it would basically you'd come in, you'd get to stay in, and then you have to report back for like I'm not sure that's the right way. To right, do it. right. But then Ted Cruz, I believe, has a bill coming out which would stop this. Um, yeah, I don't listen. I, it's interesting. I don't know what's in his mind on this, unless he's just forcing Congress to do something. You know, it sounds like he's completely frustrated with Congress just not doing anything, right? And then blaming everyone else when things don't 
don't get done. But I think this could have absolutely been done differently. Um, all right, shifting gears again. Yeah. Last week we were celebrating the Caps yeah. winning the Stanley Cup. Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz has resigned. He is not coming back. Do you think that was a good move on the Capitals? I think part? it's a good move on both parts. Really? Yeah, so from Barry Trotz's perspective, he went into this year, he didn't get a new contract, mm -hmm. um, which was, you know, a slap in the face for someone who had won the President's Trophy, which is, you know, the most regular season points. Keep in mind, they lost two years in a row to the Penguins, okay? And both of those years, the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. Year three, he wins the Stanley Cup. Right. You could make the case that the Capitals were the best team in the last three years, I mean, you know, second best team in the first two, you know, and then the, obviously the best team this year. And it just so happened that they had to play the Penguins in the second round the way, you know, we've talked about this, the NHL does their idiotic playoff system. <laughs> so, you know, you could have made the case if they had beaten the Penguins both of those, you know, we could be looking at a three-time Stanley Cup champ. Now, that's obviously a hard thing to accomplish, but certainly a two-time Stanley Cup champ like the Penguins did. Okay. So, it's not like they lost to, you know, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets and some other team in the first round. They lost to the defending, you know, the Penguins. So, didn't get a new contract. I'm sure that didn't sit well with him. He, he apparently had a clause in his contract that if he won the Stanley Cup, he'd get a two-year extension at X amount. He said that's not enough. They tried to renegotiate. He wanted a five-year deal. Right. Brian McClellan says... You know, some his lame. He had a lame press conference, by the way. How uh, he wanted to reopen it, and we just couldn't come to agreement. But on the cap side, if you're Brian McClellan, you're saying, okay, he just won the Stanley Cup. His team is aging. Ovechkin's aging. Yeah, Ovechkin's in his thirties, right? You know, thirty. You know, either thirty-two, uh, thirty-four. In the next two years, with Ovechkin and some of the other players that are aging, does how much does the coach really matter especially he's already mentioned he's going to be he's looking at the number 2 to move up so the systems and the is all probably going to stay similar cuz okay. this person had been under trots trots wanted a 5 year deal so it, if the assumption is the next 2 years is their window and mm -hmm. then people thought their window was over now it's all you know they're saying they have a 2 year window why are you going to pay trots who's probably going to command a lot of money years 3 4 and 5 when the caps from a McClellan standpoint, are most likely going to going to be rebuilding. So I, you know, I think it, you know, in a you weird can way, see both sides, yeah. yeah. So uh, apparently, he flew up to New Jersey to meet with Lou Lamarillo, who's the new uh, president of operations for the Islanders. Okay. And then apparently, then right after that, he flew out to Seattle, which is going to be an expansion team in 2020. Kind interesting. Of, kind of interesting. So. I mean, look, either way, don't you think he's going to win? I mean, someone is going to pay him a lot of money. Yeah. You know, he's no, going to make out no, fine. No, no doubt. And I think what the Cavs were thinking was that, again, he wanted a five-year deal that years three, four, and five, they'd be paying him a lot of money for right. a team that's rebuilding. Right. So why not start with a fresh coach? Plus, listen, I think there was a lot of animosity because he didn't get a deal coming into this year. and. Yeah, right. That doesn't sit well. Yeah, those pretty very hard feelings. He's top. They won the cup, and yeah, we go on. I know it's just such a bummer because you do think it seemed like they really hit their stride. So then to interrupt that with a whole new system. But having said that, because can't they always? I mean, even if they signed him for five years, after two or three, they have to pay him. And but well, and listen, I, I was one who said go. I wouldn't have given Trots a long term deal going into this season. But in retrospect now, I was probably wrong because 
you know, I didn't make the connection at the time. He did lose to the two-time Stanley Cup champs in both years, which now, because they did win, you can make the case they were their second-best team in all three years in the yeah. entire league. Yeah. I mean, that's it is a tough one. So it'll be interesting to see who they bring yeah. in next. No higher yet. It's enough hockey talk that way. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, you know. Uh, well, actually, that was pretty good. I was like, I, you, you have a really, uh, I didn't realize your sports knowledge was that uh, deep. Uh, but you there, knew, like. <laughs> there's a lot of things you don't know about me. <laughs> I guess so. I was kind of impressed. You're like, yeah. all these, I was, oh, okay. Well, I guess you know all this stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll talk some other things. So men in miniskirts, you actually found this yeah. story. So I don't know what you were searching for. That made me think twice about you. But <laughs> just kidding. Like, you were like, okay, let's talk yeah. about this. Well, you know, I was looking for a new fashion. Yeah, you know, listen. I think I need to shake things up with my wardrobe. And I, I saw this die. story on you know men wearing miniskirts. Yes. And I was you know a little intrigued. Oh my god! If you come to our next state of the <laughs> union in that, it would be so epic. Like I really, do. I think you would just it really the morale would be huge. How funny would that be? <laughs> I think people think you were on drugs. <laughs> I think it would be like a real. No, people would be like. They would be so nervous to say anything in this in this political <laughs> climate, right? I mean, yeah, you're right. Oh, what is going you're on right. here? That's what you ought to do is just wear it all day and see if anyone says anything to you. Or in this climate, are people just like... I, I keep in mind, because I, I don't want people upset at us. We're not talking about... This isn't you know people who are transitioning or... No, it's actually this a was, trend. This was yeah. a trend that yeah. you know men are wearing... Mini skirts, and I'm like, first of all, is it really a trend? I don't think so. It, because, I, because a magazine puts it out, they looked idiotic. It was a red carpet. It was a re- yeah. not a red carpet, but it was a fashion show in New York. They where, almost looked like those. Uh, what, what's it called? The shorts that are skirts? Um, jorts. Jorts. Yeah, okay. yeah. Jorts are basically like skirt on the outside, but shorts underneath. Yeah, that's what they, they kind of look like. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very funny, but um, yeah, I don't think we want a lot of men in mini skirts <laughs> running around, right? <laughs> Um, they do kind of look more like shorts. It would be interesting to see if this trend caught on, but, I'm but apparently not sure. the bathing suit trend for younger individuals, mm-hmm. you know, not like me, are the, the bathing suits. You know what? They were the long boards years ago. Yeah, now, now you're showing thigh. They're way up. Yeah, there. you've got to like get one of those this summer, Patrick. Just like you know, mix I still it wear. Up. The, I still just wear the speedo. <laughs> Yeah, I've always, I've always, I've always embraced my European culture when it comes to my beach attire. So it's been, uh, yeah. All right. Well, we've got that image. Um, okay. So now- I did. I did. Though funny story. <laughs> I was on. We went on vacation to Miami, that. and I had a bet with um, one of our friends uh, that we were there with. Couples. We were all couples, and um, I lost the bet. Okay. So I had to wear a thong bathing suit <laughs> to a Miami pool. This really happened? This is before pictures. <laughs> no one was allowed to bring phones, and I had a towel wrap before I got there, and I said, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So no one has a photo? I of actually it. had to go out and buy a thong bikini. That's in my, amazing. In, in my, it was hysterical. Oh, my God. Yeah. That but, is but so I funny. I never welch on a bet, so... Wow. Well, now we know. Yeah. All right. That's really good. It was very uncomfortable, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> and by the way, I'm, I've been much smarter about my bets since. Oh, my God, Patrick. We've learned a lot about you on this podcast. Well, no. It's a bet. You know, you got to. That is great. That's hysterical. I lost. Okay. It was funny. Now I know that. All right. Now i got to think of something to bet. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I wanted to know, too, this Kansas City couple may be on the hook for a $132,000 yeah. statue. The, the, the wedding in the community center? At the community center. Yeah. Their kid they goes. They should be. What? The 
kids were running around like Pepper. typical no typical millennial parents. Kids running around a restaurant, <laughs> running around a community center. Sit your ass down. Go to the wedding. Pay attention. Now listen. The community center probably should have had a little like yeah, yeah. How something about one around of those it? Gates or yeah, something. It was just yes. basically like standing there. So I'll give them a break. The kids were there for a while, too. They didn't just, like, run. They were running around. One kid went up to it. Then the other kid went up to it. Too bad. Oh, yeah. You would really charge those parents? Not 132000 I think that's a, you know, I'm hoping insurance covers most of that. But this theory that they have no responsibility... Too bad. Uh, the parents, by the way, claim that when the the statue, that this um, kind of bust fell over, there was like a big commotion. No, no one you know ever what asked. It, if no, the you kid know what it tells okay. me that these kids aren't disciplined. They the, touching shit they shouldn't touch. Like, like what? Patrick, no, kids, have you gone to kids no, ever break the, anything? They were babies. They were like toddlers. This kid was no, like five all, or six. All kidding aside, you go to restaurants now. These parents, these younger parents. They let their kids do anything. Standing on tables, they walk along the... Just the other night I was at a restaurant, and they're letting their kid walk on the ledge in the front window of the restaurant. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, but don't you just get tired? Like, I think no, now people just... sit your ass down or don't go out to eat. Like, no, they don't want to parent anymore. Their kids are always right. They don't want to yell. Like, oh, it's going to traumatize them, blah, blah, blah. No, sit your... <laughs> butt in the chair. Don't move. Eat your dinner. You can't watch a kid all the time. Your kids must have broken. No, I can absolutely. Remember. Listen, I'm, trust me. My kids were. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna. You know. <laughs> by no means were my kids perfect. But at the same time, if my kid does something stupid, you're partly responsible. Oh my gosh! I just feel like that was extreme. I, I just. For the, it, it, I think a community center that's renting a place out for a wedding. You've got to know. By the, the kids way, are allowed. what community center has a hundred thirty-two thousand dollars statue? They're doing very well there in Kansas Ser- like, City. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. How did that come about? I don't. It was know on they, loan. They said. Yes, you're right. You're right. It was a hundred thirty-two thousand dollars statue on loan to a community center. I mean, it's not like it was an art gallery or. Uh, I'm with by you. By the way. Kids shouldn't be at weddings. I'm going to go with that, too. What? No. Young kids should not be at weddings. It's not a place for kids. Why not? But then you just, like, you know, if you're really bougie, you just hire a wedding Have you ever seen a kid at a wedding where they've made the wedding better? They always do something (laughs) stupid. They run around. Yes, they're so cute when they bring down the ring. No, they're not cute. Stop. They come down. They stop. It takes the attention away from the bride. No. Kids shouldn't be in weddings. Aren't we adults? I mean, does the bride really need all that attention? The bride deserves all the attention that day. (laughs) Like, listen, there should be an age. Unless you're 10 or older, you're not in a wedding. You kill me. I think the kids are great. They're so cute, like, all dressed up. Of course. They, and they all want to play with the other kids. And, like, you just give no, them hot dogs and toys. It's not a place for a kid. Who's serving hot dogs at a wedding? <laughs> well, here's my thing. I always, the only thing I think is ridiculous about kids is they usually will have some sort of, like, kid plate. And I'm always like, why do you pay for, I would just give listen, them hot most dogs. Most kids who go to weddings, they got to go to bed early. They have a meltdown. They don't walk down the aisle properly. Yeah, but a lot of parents can't afford all the time to get, like, coverage. So um, bring the kids. <laughs> seriously? Yes, if you want all your family. Did you grow up in a big family? I have, like, a big Irish Catholic family. There's, like, 29. I mean, no, not big. First cousins. Then yeah. they all have kids. Don't. There's no way they can all get babysitters. I got to bring the kids, or they can't come. Bring the kids. Who cares? You just corral them in a well, room. You put them all in one house and get two babysitters and split the cost. Come on. 
You're going to a wedding. You're spending all this money on, you know, soup. You are so funny. Wow, no kids under 10. And you don't think they're cute as the little flower kids or anything. Not really. Wow. (laughs) No, I'm being not like, no. That would be awesome. Okay, Polini Perspective on Facebook. And your Twitter, I can't wait. I mean, no, I am, for, I am for pets and weddings. <laughs> what? Why pets and weddings? Yeah, Kevin McCarthy had his dog in his wedding. It was awesome. What did the dog do? He walked down the aisle. With what? Just, just walked down the aisle? Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, it was awesome. So, so pets, no kids. <laughs> <laughs> that is so crazy. I'm going to find, did Kevin's dog carry And anything? no exes. Like, we talked about that with the royal wedding. No exes, no kids, pets, yes. Wow, you got a lot of rules. Oh my God, I feel bad for your daughter. Is she going to have to run all this by you when she gets married? This is like, whose wedding is this? Yeah, oh, trust me, <laughs> I will just be writing a check. There, there will be very little input from me on that. <laughs> just on everyone else's wedding. I'm just going to sh- tell me where to be. Oh, my God, you're so funny. Yeah. Wow. What, what suit or tux am I wearing? Where do I have to be at what time? No. Okay, what time? I do not picture you, like, really just biting your tongue. Do you do that? No. I, would, no. I was going to say, <laughs> what? Well, some things I do. <laughs> Like the, you know the stuff like you know the mom and daughter are gonna plant like I won't get involved in all that. Oh, that's good. Okay. But like you know, gotta have a lot of food, great music. Really, the food and the alcohol is what people we care. Talk and about the music. This. Exactly. Yeah, it's food, true. alcohol. No one cares about the flowers. Music. You don't care about the kids. No, definitely no kids. No <clears throat> kids. The flowers you can ch- yeah, and decorations. I don't think anyone ever really notices. I mean, what's- yeah, it's nice to have, but. Cool setting doesn't have to be like a hall, or like a like it could be a cool farm or a barn. Yeah, or, yeah, people are very into that. Yeah, but a lot of food, great music. Yeah, and let people have fun. I know. Like, enough, you know this. You know. Oh, I can't stand too when they like just bring out like again. The food is expensive. I mean, weddings are insanely expensive. But when yeah. if you're gonna do it and people skimp on the food, it drives me nuts. It's like ugh. Yeah, just, you know. Yeah, you got to load people with food. I mean, okay, we have covered it all. Is there anything else you want to talk about this podcast? I mean, we've really... Well, World Cup is amazing. Oh, yes, World I'm Cup so on Fox. I'm so into it. It's ridiculous. You it's, are? Oh, well, you know I love soccer, and I just think it's great. It's on Fox, which is even better. How's it doing? It was a big investment for Fox. extremely well. Let's get an update. Uh, I mean, extre- between FS1 and Fox, okay. the, the ratings have been really, really strong. I mean, the Germany... Because that was kind of a concern, right? Was if Americans were going to watch, if American... C- Turret. Soccer wasn't in. I mean, absolutely. Okay. So you know, it's a bu- it's ahead of it's, it's ahead of 2014. Okay. If you back out the USA game. All right. But but the, like the Germany Mexico game on I believe that was Sunday broke records. Like it was the highest rated thing ever on really? FS1. And yeah, that game happened to be on FS1, on Fox. But um, you know, Portugal just played. So, you know, that's why we scheduled this for taping at 10 a.m. So the next game starts at 11. <laughs> I've basically, I've, I've zero work done. People are like, can I come I in? Say, a, aren't you the GM? Don't you have yeah, reports? People, people are like, yeah, can, can I come in at 11.15 this morning? Like, no, yeah. no. One o'clock when the game's <laughs> over. There, there's only, I, I, you know, before 8 o'clock, <laughs> 10 to 11, and then 1 to 2, and then after 4 is my work days oh my from now on to the end of this. Uh, what have I got to do to get your job? <sighs> Move a lot. Do, no, you know. Shut me. my mouth more. Me. Yeah. Less sex talk. Um, yeah. Listen to the rules. Okay, well, I'm not applying. Yeah. Um, where do people follow you on Twitter? Patrick GM, Fox 5 DC. Okay, awesome. The Facebook page, of course, is the Polini Perspective, and you definitely need to check out. Your we, Twitter is we, growing, and we, people need to check it out. We really didn't disagree at all today. 
No, I really Except thought... Except for maybe kids at the wedding. I totally agreed with you on the... I, I disagree with you on that. I agree with you on the immigration thing. I actually thought you might be more yeah. pro-President Trump No, on no, that one. No, I think it's just been mishandled, right? I, yeah. I, listen, I'm pro... Last thing on the... Just so we, I am pro new immigration policy. Yeah. It's, it's really bad right now. There's no... Poli- you know, I, I Obviously not with the way it's going down right now. Well, that was, yeah, that was the only thing I thought, oh, maybe we'll have a differing opinion there. And I impressed you on my Barry Trotz knowledge. Uh, the, I was like, okay, you knew the whole thing, the whole background, his stats, where he lived, so, where he flew to. I was like, okay, well, yeah. guess we should have led with that. Yeah. No, it was good. All right, right, we'll see you guys next week. Take care.